Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Let's talk about trivia blind spots. Trivia blind spots. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this rate, sounds like it could be a name. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I also feel like trivia blind spots is like a condition that one might have if you take a medication and it's sort of a side effect. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) May experience trivia blind spots. (laughs) Suddenly you know nothing about Russian literature. Exactly. Oof. Yeah, I, I mean, which I don't. Spot. I don't. Blind spot. Absolute blind spot. Mm-hmm. Russian literature. English kings. English mm. monarchs, I should English say. English monarchs. Yeah. I feel like I know a little bit more about that only because of uh Because you've been reading stuff. Spare. I've been reading... Oh. <laughs> Uh, girl, I'm gonna. <laughs> all I'm gonna say, and yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm definitely gonna read that book. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. That won't be. <laughs> there will be no blind spots yeah. from there. I think you're wishing it was a picture book, though. <laughs> I mean, don't aren't we all? <laughs> I don't think I'm. I'm alone in that. Mm-hmm. You have a definite, distinct understanding of U.S. presidential history. I mean, I think so. Like, for the most part, you're somebody who can like. It was sort of drilled into me. I Identify yeah. the president by the year, and that I think well, is not wild. anymore. Not anymore. But at one point, I mean, I could at one point, yes, that was like an AP US history like kind of thing that I needed to be able to do. So yeah, my AP US history teacher never asked us to do. Oh that. yeah, it was a lot of we didn't know president, party, <sighs> and years in office. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, no sort of way. Mm-hmm. That is a blind spot for mm-hmm. me. So what is what else is a blind spot for you? That's a good question. Sports, sports for sure. Like sports that is sure. the wedge of Trivia Pursuit that I like. I'm like, Dread. God, I hope it's something that's easy. I hope like, it's a Scrabble question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a seriously. lot of times it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, what's the X worth on a Scrabble board? Right. Yeah, definitely sports. I mean, arts and entertainment. I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, and I really like science a lot too, science and history. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What are the other wedges now that um, I'm thinking post Jeopardy? So originally, the original version of Trivial Say original Pursuit, again. original, <laughs> orange was sports, mm-hmm. blue was history. Mm-hmm. No, blue was geography. Oh, okay. Yellow was history. Green was science and nature. Mm-hmm. And pink... Was arts and entertainment. Pink was... No, hold on. Pink was entertainment. Oh. There's another... Wedge. ...color for arts and literature. Oh, that's right. Purple? Yeah. I think it's I think it's purple. Okay. I could be wrong. Yeah. Come for us in the comments, everybody. Um yeah, yeah. so of that I would say that's probably the sports and leisure that would be a problem yeah. for me. There was another one you mentioned and it just like flew out of my head that I was like, Oh, that geography. Would, geography. I feel like to a point. Like I feel like um I know I'm a decent geographer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Decent. Decent. I think another blind spot for me, other than like definitely U.S. presidents, because I, de- I cannot. Mm-hmm. I mean, and certainly vice presidents, who remembers them anyway. Right? I mean, with, that's ex- why we have the, the show V. With the exception of recent years, you know. Sure, with the yeah. exception of recent years. Mm-hmm. But I think another blind spot for me in trivia is, uh, oh, like battles and wars mm. that are not American Revolution. Mm. American Revolution, I got a decent handle on. But like everything else, 
else. I'm like, I don't know if that was War of 1812, if that was Civil War, or if that was Spanish American War. Spanish American War. I remember like being in Gettysburg, having to remember every time that this was not a revolution site and that this was a Civil War site. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh God. Because there's so many spots in the Northeast that are revolution sites. Sure. I mean, we live near many of them mm-hmm. here in New Jersey. I mean, there were many battles around here. Mm-hmm. But Gettysburg, that was not a revolution no. site. That no. was the Civil War site. It's true. So yeah, I'd say wars is probably something that is definitely a blind spot for me too. Yeah. Now, what is the final Jeopardy category that they would put up where you would go, I don't care. I, it doesn't matter what the question is. I'll wager it all. I'm wagering it all mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. I know every bit of that. Mm. 30 Rock. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. 30 Rock. Yeah. The canon of 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. I think mine would probably be like Meryl Streep Oscar nominations. Mm. Yeah, you you have that on lock. Yeah, yeah. kind of do. Yeah. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes, and open your heart when you get at the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you We would like to acknowledge that while hiking and visiting the land also known as Theodore Roosevelt National Park, that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Mondon, Hidasta, Arikara, Crow, and many other indigenous people. Okay, so coming off of our last episode, we are in Theodore Roosevelt National Park in North Dakota. We spent the last episode exploring the Loop Road in the south unit of Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Uh, The loop road was closed after a point, so we weren't able to make the whole loop. So we knew we would get to the terminal spot and then have to turn around. And we were almost there when we saw a group of wild horses. That's right. And so I like freaked the geek out. If I could have anamorphed into a wild horse at that moment, I think I would have. Because Mike is a true horse girl at heart. That's right. Things we've established in previous episodes. So I definitely was still coming down off of this high of seeing the wild horses. We had seen them right at the juncture of the Talkington Trail. This is sort of like where the loop road meets the trail, so it becomes like a north trail and a south trail, essentially. And the only other spot I really know about to see wild horses in National Parks land is on Assateague Island, which is sort of like the Maryland-Virginia border. And we definitely had talked about doing that at some point during the pandemic-ish times and haven't happened yet. But I hear it's great. I hear it's we'll get lovely some point. Um, to camp there and explore that. So something to definitely do to like reignite my horse passion. That's mm-hmm. right. So one of the things that the park ranger at the visitor center mentioned was to do the Colvane Trail. Mm-hmm. And this trail was basically going to be at the terminal point of the park loop road where it was closed. So after seeing these horses, after like, abruptly pulling over, getting out of the car to take photos of these horses and sort of stand there and be with you know, not near them, but in the vicinity near them, we get back in the car and then we continue down the road. Now, on our way down, we had to pass the Buck Hill Trail pull off, which is a road that would take you uh, down to the Buck Hill Trail, which is a 0.3 mile there and back trail. And then there was another pull off further down the road that would take you to the Colvane Trail. So past the pull off for the Colvane trail there are a lot more overlooks on the road past that kind of closed point unfortunately these were inaccessible to us at the time because of the road closure so the colvane trail parking lot isn't massive and there aren't that many cars that are there along with us like maybe one or two and to be honest when we were hiking for the most part 
we were very much alone in most of the park most of the time. Yeah, I mean, we would see people, but there were very few times that on any trail, we really ran into like more than a group of people. So it was very nice in that way that there was a lot of opportunity to just take everything in. Whereas like, I feel like you go to like a park, like for example, Glacier, which we went to last season, there were very few moments where you were the only person in a space. Oh yeah. Like it was totally just like, it never felt crowded though there. It just felt like there were a lot of people. Like I never felt like, oh my God, there's so many people, but it did feel like there was definitely more than Teddy Roosevelt. That's for sure. Certainly. Yeah. I was actually curious to know I'm like Teddy Roosevelt National Park is so remote and I'm wondering if there were going to be a lot of people because it's a national park or not so much because it's so remote I would say like it was definitely well visited yeah yeah definitely I also would like to kind of say we were there at the beginning of July and it was very very warm and I do feel like a lot of people utilized Teddy Roosevelt or Theodore Roosevelt as they do in many national parks and that is as a scenic drive in both the north and south unit there are these loop roads that allow for those scenic opportunities where there are these pull-offs that you can pull out and just see a panoramic view of something and not even have to get on a trail so I do feel like Theodore Roosevelt is a great park for those people who maybe don't want to hike or can't hike um, because there are those opportunities to just kind of be able to pull off and see things or to be able to just stumble upon wildlife that isn't that far off the road. And that's sort of the thing that we were kind of told over and over again and witnessed over and over again that this is a park that is a wildlife heavy park where you are going to see wildlife. And there is something truly majestic about that. So even just the experience of seeing, you know, bison on the side of the road that aren't that far, it's pretty special. Just something to kind of chew on if you're planning a visit and hiking isn't something you're interested in doing. You'd rather just be able to kind of experience the park from your car. It's a very easy park to be able to do that from. So we make it to the Colvane Trail and there's a sign there and explains the trail and its name and goes into a little about what Colvane fires are. Stay tuned later when we have um, some more information about Colvane fires. So the trail is a loop trail with a lot to see. And while it is a loop, there are some smaller loops that jut off of the main loop and some offshoots that cut across the trail as well. The trail is supposed to take about 45 minutes and is a total of 0.8 miles. And this seemed a little long to us. Like, it seemed like that shouldn't have taken that long. But once we got on the trail, it was very apparent as to why this 0.8 miles would take 45 minutes. To start this trail, we sort of take right off from the parking lot and we make our way through grassland. And there are big puffy clouds in the sky and there's this pretty present butte or mountain ahead of us in the distance for most of this leg of the trail and it's not long before we come across a t of the first arm of the trail and the loop as we approach it we see something neither of us had ever really seen before which was a full buffalo carcass that yep. still had some height on it, and it was gleaming with white bones sticking through it. Yeah, this was definitely, I don't think, and I'm trying to, like, I'm, I struggle to think, like, in any national park, have we come across the carcass of an animal? And this was very much so, like, this animal had been dead for a while. Things had taken away the rest of its body. Yeah. And it was kind of picked clean. It was really picked clean. Mm-hmm. Like, so much so that there were not even, like, bugs around it. Mm-mm. You know, like, I... There was no smell. There was, there was nothing. N- yeah. Nothing. Like, I mean, clearly this had been there for a while. Yeah. And if you check out the Instagram post that correlates to this particular episode, you can see the image of this buffalo carcass. That is, it was fascinating. It took us a second to register what it was, actually. Mm-hmm. We were like, okay. I thought maybe it was a cow at first. It's something. Yeah. Oh, it looks like a cow. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that's a bison. Oh, that is a bison's bones that have been picked totally clean. Mm-hmm. I imagine by vultures, by other animals, by a lot of things. This feels very Western <laughs> to me um, in this moment. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, look at this scene. Here we are. It's, it's like Norman Rockwell paints the West. It just felt like the landscape plus this carcass was just like, oh, okay. Well, we're here. We've arrived. We are further West than we've been quite some time in a different part of the country west, I guess I would say, because we, we've we been to Utah and Colorado. We were just in the north. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The northern end of the <laughs> mm-hmm. west. 
But yes, what was great about this trail was that it was also a nature slash interpretive trail, but there weren't any pamphlets or brochures. So it was kind of just like up to us to kind of interpret it for ourselves, which was fine and well worth it. Mm -hmm. It's at this point on the trail too, we'd been hiking all day and we'd also been out kind of in the sun for an entire week straight. This was sort of like the end of our first full week of this five-week road trip that we were on. We realized that we were both <laughs> actually pretty tan. And this was something that was um, going to continue for the length of our trip because we were just outside every day. And essentially, it was just sunny. We had yeah. no rainy days in five weeks, no. um, which was you know disconcerting. But, um, but yeah, we had some wicked farmer's tans happening at this moment in time. We certainly did. We did. We did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there were no complaints from either of us. But Tan. <laughs> I think that's all we would say to each other. Tan. Tan. Right. When yeah. we'd like catch a glimpse and like this one sort of like, you know, light and be mm. like, oh, wow. Okay. All right. You're tanner <laughs> now today than you were yesterday. Exactly. You know. Sun-kissed. So we were definitely careful about always putting on and reapplying sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Yes. As someone who has had skin cancer, this is something that I am very, very vigilant on, especially being outdoors and hiking a lot. I encourage everybody that spends time outdoors, whether it's hiking or any other sort of outdoor activity, to really consider your sun consumption and um, consider how you can protect yourself in that. This PSA was brought to you, by, <laughs> um, but seriously, it's uh, it's nothing to mess around with. So, mm-hmm. Of course. It's always great because every time you need to reapply, it's reapply for both of us. So it's like a, a nice thing to like always be like, yes, that's right. And now I'm kind of in flow with it mm-hmm. so much so that I'm like, I've had the sunscreen on for maybe two and a half or three hours. It's time for more. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's even too long. something I, you know, think about 80 minutes. <laughs> 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the stage. 80 minutes. <laughs> 80. 80 minutes. I like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a beautiful, beautiful trail. And it really highlights the varied landscape here in Theodore Roosevelt National Park. It is so different, obviously, in distance, but very much so in scenery from the Petrified Forest Loop that we did earlier that day. But it was clear from the map that we were going to be doing some winding around a good deal. But the map doesn't always show those variations in the trail. And it felt like we were on a really scalloped trail, so to speak. There is also quite a lot of elevation gain and loss here. We started our trek through grassland and low hills with some trees and eventually found our way into a more arid, bad land kind of blip for a minute. There was this hillside that was sort of ahead of us the entire time in this section. As we continue to wind ourselves up and around on the trail, these stunning views just come into our like sight lines and the landscape all around us is it's just so strange because the park feels you actually I didn't feel like I knew where I was at that moment in time I agree I felt like it was yeah a transportive moment Mm -hmm. almost to another planet and not in a way like a Utah park where it really truly feels like you're on an alien world but in uh, everything was green and very verdant. But then there are these like kind of red rocks jutting through things. And it feels like, wait a minute, we just were in the petrified loop earlier today. We just drove this park loop road and didn't see any of this. We saw a ton of wildlife, though. And now this is a very sort of like oddly lush sort of section. So it just felt like the park just kept changing and changing. And that was one of the cool things that I really admired about the park is that the landscapes were so different everywhere and on every hike, but it gave you so much to kind of think about and really take in. As we, you know, are hiking, some of the trail that we are on has some logs across it for kind of step sections and for footing or maybe potentially for washout too to kind of prevent the trail from washing away and just like having these sort of like guides for water. The trail itself seemed really, really well-traveled. It wasn't wide, but there was a definitive clear trail through the greenery that we were on. While we were doing this trail, there was also a family on this trail. It was like a a woman and an older gentleman and then two college-age young men, which it's so funny because in my recollection, they were like 12 years old, these kids. And I'm like, you have the elephant brain, so I know that I'm wrong. Oh, no, they were older. They were absolutely older. But like, I... What I'm saying is like I'm conflating it with something else. Sure. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. The difference. We have yeah. a podcast because Mike's brain, everybody. 
but they were around while we were hiking and then we kept sort of exchanging positions with them on the trail while we were hiking like we would cut in front they'd move to the side for us and then we'd move to the side for them we were just we're always trying to figure out like whose pace is preferred to be in front it's kind of weird because they kind of came up from out of nowhere and having not seen so many people on the trail we had done like a little bit of a jut off and i think they probably started after us but didn't follow along that jut off and just stayed on the main part of the trail and so i think they were sort of just after us but we sort of just keep exchanging these quote-unquote lead positions with them the entire time and hearing a lot of their conversation which i feel like the boys were just kind of like bitching and moaning about stuff meanwhile we're just kind of stopping as much as we can to just like ogle at the view because it really really is just so stunning and then we would catch up with them again and pass them again so it was this kind of like funny interchange that was happening all the time then so it was wild because like right at this one certain point in the middle of this grassland, there are these red rocks that sort of look like kind of a scar on the hillside. Then there are just these rolling sections of green hills, beautiful green hills to the left off of the trail that are just gorgeous. And it was in this moment, like really hard to tell where we were because the landscape seemed so lush. Again, this landscape keeps changing as we keep taking steps Mm -hmm. on this trail. And it's really understandable why there is so much wildlife here. Yeah, the trail for me, even though it was short, it was a very fun trail. It had a feel that was kind of on par with Devil's Playground and Arches, or sort of like the space outside of Mesa Verde Canyon of the Ancients. That's what it felt more akin-like to me, just in the fact that it was sort of like a loop trail that gave you just these incredible different views the entire time. There are a few sections that are sort of ledgy on the trail, and there is some sort of like high road, low road trails that allow us and the family to kind of stay in our own lanes and kind of keep to ourselves in that sort of position. And this will kind of come back later in the park too. There are some spaces towards about three quarters of the way around the trail where we come across these cliff edges that are higher up. And I obviously was someone who got nice and close to these cliff edges and got comfortable there. So I had some nicely framed photos. But the person sitting across from me right now, not so much. No, I kept a lovely healthy distance between me and the cliff edge. Mm -hmm. The thing about this trail is that the trail just kept turning corners and revealing more and more fantastic views of everything. While there really was like a specific feel to the landscape, it also changed a great deal along this trail. And that was really like the beautiful reason why I think it was to do this trail and why the park ranger said to do it was because it's short but it's magnificent in its variation absolutely climbing up to the car you know heading back from the trail we had a few more small hikes that we wanted to do before we needed to drive back to the cabins we were staying at and that was something that we had really planned considering that we were only in the south section of the park for one day and with that let's take our first break What game are we playing today, Mike? We're going to play some adjective noun verb. I love this game. Mm -hmm. So in this game, we're going to be giving each other clues that will be alliterative. Well, the answer will be alliterative and it will follow the sequence of adjective noun verb. So for example, um, heckling clowns quickly rocketing off. Is it jeering jokers or jeering jesters? Jolt? Not jolt. Jettisoning. Right. Yeah. Great. What a perfect, beautiful, easy example to play mm-hmm. this game. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> well, I will, then you give an example. I will give then. an example. Great. Okay, here we go. Um, vertically inclined educators speaking. Tall teachers talking. That's right. There you mm-hmm. go. Great. Jettisoning. <laughs> let's give an easy example okay great okay all right um proud or boastful cutters of hair making cookies okay so it's gonna be barbers baking Mm -hmm. but you already said boastful yeah is it boastful barbers baking no okay then is it um Brash barbers baking. Mm-hmm. What is that? Bold. Oh, bold. Yeah, I would have said brave or something like that. Okay, all right, I'll okay. take it. 
I'll take it and give you a criticism while I do yeah, it. Great. Mm-hmm. It's Capricorn season, yeah. y'all. We are not without our criticisms. Mm-hmm. Okay, so small feet phalanges dabbing on the floor. Tiny toes tapping. That's right. Great. Um, people who have been asleep in an induced sleep for a long time who are also um, celebrants of Jesus Christ that like to knit. I'm struggling with the middle word. Um, it could be oh, I've got it. Two. I've got it. Is it comatose clergy crafting? I'll take it. <laughs> okay, great. What were you thinking? Catholics or Christians. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Celebrants, though, does sound, yeah. Would a be celebrant clergy. would yes. be a... A clergy person. Yeah. Yeah. We were born and raised Catholic. <laughs> you can tell. Mm-hmm. No longer practicing. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Recovering. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> people from the late 1960s and early 1970s who were probably wearing peace signs and flowers in their hair under the influence jumping. I gave them to you out of order, FYI. Under the influence comes first. Okay. <laughs> High hippies hopping. That's it. <laughs> I was like, what is it? Beatniks bouncing? <laughs> <laughs> Something beatniks bouncing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. And that is adjective noun verb. Okay, so we get back in the car and we head back out onto the road. We do have to take that, that bit of rough road to get back to the main road. And then we turn right because had we turned left, we would have um, been able to complete the loop. But the rest of the loop was closed. So we had to turn right. Mm-hmm. We had at this point already hiked at least a long nine miles, visited the visitor center, driven the park loop road and hiked some and then just finished hiking the Colvane Trail. So we were pretty pooped at this point. To say the least. Mm-hmm. It was kind of starting to feel like we were burning the candle at both ends. Oh, truly. Absolutely. And I mean, this is going to be the theme because we were only on one end of the park at this point. We still had right? another unit to complete the following day, not today. Um, so we looped our way back to head towards the visitor center because we couldn't really go any further on the road that Dusty had just mentioned. Now, there are some truly longer hikes within this section of the park, a lot of which are between the loop roads intersection and some that also extend beyond it. So it is possible to hike a longer way yeah. in this section of the park. Between lo- one point of the loop rope to the next or even right. beyond it. Yeah. But then that would require if you're in a car to either because there's no tram system. No. So you would either have to hitchhike to get back if you wanted to just go one way mm-hmm. or you'd have to drop a car or you'd have to do it there and back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Things we're um, familiar with. Yeah. Also, you know, it was hot. And I know all of those trails were just going to be exposed. Like, you know what I mean? Exposed. We're not in a canyon. We're mm-hmm. not. There was nothing happening other than like badlands, verdant fields and, you know, rolling hills. So it was sort of like, I think we would have melted probably. And I think we picked a very smart plan of attack for the south unit so driving back we made um a point to pull off at the boy court trail because we heard there were boys there on Mm -hmm. a court Mm -hmm. so as you can tell there was like definitely quite a lot of mileage we got out of the name of this trail (laughs) the boy court trail was only a 0.3 mile round trip we had really enjoyed the views from the overlook so we figured that this could give us like a little bit of life as we drove uh the loop since this was a short trek we didn't bring much with us in fact i don't think either of us even thought to bring our bag since it was really just 0.3 miles there and back we were just going to trek a little bit and we did decide to keep our boots still on knowing that this wasn't the only thing we were planning on hiking and rather than slipping into our sneakers and fading into the blissfulness of the difference of shoes um, which is something we have historically done oh we've talked about that many times yeah, changing it's, out of boots when you're done hiking into sneakers it's a beautiful thing folks. it's worth mentioning uh-huh. again mm-hmm. we do this as a vacation to our feet <laughs> The other thing is to have a new pair of socks. Absolutely. Uh, it's like giving your feet like Wouldst a rejuvenation like live treatment. Deliciously? <laughs> Literally, though. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Like when I when the boots are off, when the boots are done, they're not going back on. Mm-mm. No. For that day. Mm-hmm. No. They come off, the socks come off, and the new socks and new sneakers go on. Clean. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's the best. So 
We got out of the car here and there was a sign for the hike and there was also a sign in a plastic sleeve where they post notifications that said Colvane fire do not report. And obviously this wasn't ominous at all, but we also didn't see the Colvane fire. So, oh well, there was nothing to see to not report. <laughs> exactly. Looking at the map, it's really clear that this is a super, super short trek, but that it's also going to take us out into the middle section of the park loop, or at least that our views are going to be centered on the plane that is kind of in the middle of the park itself. Um, there are some pretty beautiful views that surround us from the onset, but after walking just a little bit more, they get more and more expansive. There's sort of a little bit of like a high road, low road thing happening within this trail as we were walking out. So it gave each of us a bit of a different perspective. Something we talked about actually a lot over in Teddy Roosevelt National Park was when it came to like trails in grasslands, there's often like two that like are sort of nearby, Mm. like that are close together. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is fascinating, like how this is laid out. It's like, is it for two people walking next to each other? Like, I'm not exactly sure how they came to be that way. Mm. As we continue to walk out, we can really see the entirety of the trail after only walking a short distance. What it seems to us is that the trail is getting narrow and heads out to a point. There's absolutely an incredible amount of wind up here. And it's pretty wild because we hadn't experienced much wind at this point point from our travels. I guess when we were on the Madahe Trail, there was a little bit of wind up there, but it was kind of wild that all of a sudden, after hiking everything else, we hadn't experienced that and all of a sudden it had picked up again. It does make a little bit of sense because we are in a very open section of the park and we're high. So I guess that's why same thing with the Madahe Trail. We were very high up at that point on that kind of grassland. So, um, but I just remember, I think we recorded a video and it was like the wind was whipping. The like, wind so was crazily. a lot. Yeah. It reminded me of, I remember once we did a trail where like, I feel like we like made it to the other side of a hill and like one side of the hill was super windy and then the other side was not. Right. It was like kind of the, um, the what are the two sides of the mountain called? Like the le- leeward side and the, I forget what the other side is called. This is but a trivia blind spot oh, for me. there you go. There we go. Um, but yeah, this is something that, um, that happens, I feel like. Um, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because if this, jut out we're able to finally like get a different vantage point of boy court the area that we had been looking at before from the overlook and like there are all these badland type hills around and buttes that surround us it is one of the most stunning views Mm -hmm. i have ever seen i was like wow i did not i'm like from the road you don't even know that it's here yeah yeah like if you don't get out and you don't take a look like you totally miss how special this is Mm -hmm. and if you're not one to get out and do trails do this one yeah because it's so short it's like and it's an immediate payoff Mm -hmm. absolutely and you yeah you don't even have to go the full way out to get the payoff but as we're walking there is a couple that's walking back and they're like absolutely go to the end it's totally worth it um make sure that you go out there and they were 100% 100% right about this. Magical. Um, because Magical this was a place. moment to stop and sort of take it all in. It was truly very, very windy up here. I do remember kind of sitting at the edge of this. It was sort of cliffy at the edge. You definitely stopped at a certain point and I was like, okay, I'm going to walk out on this. And you're like, great. <laughs> great, I'll be here. Saying my novenas for you. Because Catholicism. Catholicism recovering. But yeah, it was truly a moment to like come back and just like sit and take it all in and sort of be like wow we're doing this like we've been on the road for a week and we've already been to so many places and this is by far the weirdest and wildest one that we had seen in the start of our five-week road trip and it's there's something about like outdoor spaces where you are very alone in them and we sort of touched on this earlier in the episode where i said that while there were people in the park we really saw very few but there's something about an outdoor space where you're very very alone but you know that there are many people around but you You've managed to find the spot where no one is bothering you and where you're sort of you've carved out this little moment um, for yourselves. And it was there was something really special about just like sitting up there and just taking it all in and knowing that there was a park full of people. But this spot and this vastness was just ours for a moment. And with that, let's take our second break. Well, everybody, she appeared as we were talking, so we feel we 
have to compulsory. It's compulsory. It's compulsory, and we have to honor her. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Eighty minutes. Eighty minutes. Mm-hmm. Eighty mm-hmm. minutes. I feel like she's like the white rabbit come to life. <laughs> I'm late. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Oh, um, you know, she's a timekeeper queen. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. She's she's so she's the timekeeper's daughter. She's the timekeeper's daughter. Okay, it's the time traveler's daughter. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> the memory, memory keeper's, keeper's daughter, daughter and the time traveler's right. wife. And I the am same the memory keeper's daughter. <laughs> with different, <laughs> you are the memory keeper's daughter. <laughs> if there ever was one, if there ever was a daughter, it's me. I remember everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, of, eighty minutes. She is. Uh, yeah, she's a timer queen. Um, she's running all the clocks at all the sports events at all mm-hmm. times. It's true. She counts down New Year's. That's actually, she comes out looking like the New Year's ball and that outfit transitions. So she comes out and she's very rotund like the ball. And yeah. then sh- the ball drops and then it turns into a beautiful gown when she oh, touches the floor. love that. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's she, a ball drop queen. <laughs> um, I think she lip syncs to TikTok by Kesha. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like she, maybe she does a slow number. She you might She do, does time after time. She, she might yeah, <laughs> do a do a recreation of the Romeo and Michelle dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like time that would be time. a fun mashup of TikTok and time after time. I don't know if that would work. Those are wildly <laughs> the different. The time signatures are different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious. I mean, there's a lot of other time songs. Mm-hmm. Um we could do um Hung Up by Madonna and TikTok. And TikTok that would together. Work. That would be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hung Up already... It, samples al- it already samples Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're getting a threefer mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I think her her merch is um, tiny hourglasses for um, games that you just always lose. So oh. she's just giving out. <laughs> she's passing out hourglasses. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that very much. Yeah. Or could they have like, if he doesn't offer a second date within this amount of time, mm-hmm. then it's time to move on. So it's like a, it's like a magic eight ball plus uh, hourglass. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I like that very much. Mm. And ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. 80 minutes. So we did want to make some time to do Medora at the end of this trek on this day. But because we were unlikely to get to Medora again at any other point right. while we were here. Medora mm-hmm. is the little town that the south unit of Theodore Roosevelt National Park sort of butts up against. Mm-hmm. There was still another small little baby hike that we wanted to do. And this was on the outside of the park, which meant that we had to go past Medora getting onto I-94 and driving southeast. And that trail was Painted Canyon. So we continued to drive the Park Loop Road back toward the entrance of the park. We got to see the horses again at a different spot. We also saw some more bison on the road, both of which stopped and, you know, we could get good glances of them. We also traveled back through the prairie dog towns and got snarled up in the traffic there. But because of that, got some great shots of those little dudes. Parton shots. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a few more parton shots. Yep. Mm -hmm. Number 17. Mm -hmm. The spread eagle. So the convenient thing about this trail that we were going to do is that it was right off of an exit. We're like, we can't go to Medora first because we won't do this hike because we will sit down and take our shoes off and we will be done. officially done and tired. Of course and we dead. will. Mm-hmm. So we decided we'll drive out of the park, past Medora, do the hike and come back, which we had would have to do anyway if we wanted to get back to Medora. So we get to the trailhead for the Painted Canyon trail and we realized we had a choice in what we could do we could either hike the 0.9 mile round trip nature trail or do the 4.2 there and back painted canyon trail and at this point in the day we had probably hiked around 12 or 13 miles which was on par for us for a long day for a trip we had spent the entire day in the car the day prior driving all the way to north dakota 
But as much as we were feeling feisty to stretch our legs, it was so hot. And I honestly don't think that either of us had enough water to drink um, no. or sunscreen to apply at this point in the day. I remember getting to this moment going like, I'm done. We're not doing the 4.2. No, girl. I think we both were, we're like, not doing it. No, we like, had the good intention to try to do it. And I think it was a recommended thing, but we're like, absolutely not. This isn't happening. You know, uh, what's funny is like, I go back to that and you can hear it in the, I think it's the Emerald Falls episode that we talk about the Zion. No, it was nine more trails, five more trails. I think that's what it's called. Five more trails. It's a Zion episode. We got off of Angel's Landing and then literally did five more trails mm-hmm. that were significant, that yeah. were not short. Like, no. And it was, it ended up being like a, like a 21 mile day something or something crazy wild like that. like that. And I think like that put into our heads that that's possible for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no girl, it's not, mm-hmm. not anymore. But we were like 24 at the time and now we're We 25. definitely were not. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're 25. Yeah. It's all downhill from it's here. all right. Mm-hmm. Wait till we get to 26. I know. <laughs> then it's like. Decreptitude. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I also just think there really wasn't enough water or sunscreen for us to drink or apply. And you choose which you would do. <laughs> and we were also just so, so wiped out. But we had driven all this way. So we decided that adding another, you know, four miles to our day was not going to happen. But we could could add just about a mile and we would probably be okay. Mm -hmm. So that means we opted for the nature trail. And the nature trail is a nice loop that gives you some different views and landscapes of Theodore Roosevelt. I would say for me personally, it is very, very different from Colvane and that it feels more self-contained and less sweeping than the views you get on Colvane. Yeah. At the start, there's a beautiful overlook into this trail area. You can see Painted Canyon from here. It's beautiful. And right after it becomes a pretty gradual descent onto the main part of the loop. And here, there is some relative flatness, which I think at the time we were both very grateful for. This trail was sort of like our cool down exercise for the day. And we were not complaining. I did feel like we definitely got some nice views of the landscape of the park, but that we had at the same time also seen kind of like this trail in more exciting ways. It wasn't something like I think we would have really enjoyed doing the full Painted Canyon, but our legs were just like, no. And this was sort of like the runner up. And again, it's lovely, but having sort of seen so many beautiful things in other parts of the South Unit, this kind of felt a little flat for us. And I'm not talking about the elevation gain. I'm just talking about in general, it sort of wasn't as impactful for us. Right. I think it was because we, you know, had been satiated so much with and inside of so many incredible views Mm -hmm. earlier this day. Mm -hmm. So there were some sections in this loop where there were logs put in place as steps to help elevate the trail and prevent washout. And on a railing, near a bench someone had scrawled product of colonization but had spelled colonization with three k's instead of a c Mm -hmm. and um they are not wrong about that (laughs) they are not wrong about that absolutely absolutely it Mm -hmm. is the product of colonization exactly colonization (laughs) exactly so yeah so i mean i know it's a little bit of a blip in our grand scheme of talking about this day but we promptly finished this trail very tired quiet with one another which is like we know we're tired when we're not talking to each other and this was sort of one of those like moments where it was just like we're just gonna do this thing quiet as quiet as we can and And it's not because we're tired it's because we're spiteful (laughs) that's why (laughs) of each other exactly um how dare you've made me do mm -hmm. this i can't believe it but um we get back to the car and i think we both want to just like slither out of our boots and never put them on ever again no Slither. Mm-hmm. Which we did. And mm-hmm. it was a lovely, welcomed... Slithering. <laughs> slithering. Mm-hmm. It was here that I was like, mm-hmm, this is the only time we're going to be able to do this. And we're not missing Little Medora Town. Mm-mm. We're going. <laughs> Little Medora Town. Because um, I think there is a world in which we could have just gone back. But we mm-hmm. knew that we wanted to see Medora. I was like, I have enough energy to still trinket in Medora. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to do. Yes. And this is where I toe the line and acquiesce to your demands because uh-huh. <laughs> I'm tired. 
It's so <laughs> funny that it's like towing the line, acquiescing with me. But with Brian, with Brian and, Tino, and Tino, it's, it's like, like, I'll do it anytime. I will put <laughs> on my, I, the pom-poms come out. And it's like, yes, let's do it. And like a part of me is like, mm-hmm, you a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Medora feels like a very westerny downtown. Um, oh, yeah. Like yeah. a, like a, like a old, true old wild west, west mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. Like the shops have boardwalks outside of them. It felt very much so like the Park Gateway community, which it is. And clearly it's a larger community because the park not only, you know, handles the patronage and support of the people of Medora, but vice versa. Medora is sort of like probably the city or town for other nearby communities. I feel like it's, again, everything was very stretched out in North Dakota as Mm -hmm. You know, especially based off of our drive time from where we were staying to the park itself. And even just that grocery store to the exit. You know, there was a lot of space out in North Dakota. That's right. Mm -hmm. So we definitely did some trinketing in some of the shops. We walked in, walked around, saw what was available. I mean, trinketing doesn't always mean buying things. No, it's it just, just like looking window at shopping. things to buy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, our legs are dead at this yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, and our feet feel a little bit better, mm-hmm. but um, our thighs and calves are exploding. Mm-hmm. So we did decide to treat ourselves to some ice cream. So we wander into the little ice cream shop toward the end of the strip of shops. It was so cute and it was very in the realm of Rose Apothecary from Schitt's Creek and I remember I turned to you and I went hmm hmm okay gays have to be responsible for this <laughs> yes there is no world clear. in which it's not possible mm-hmm. there were very cute things in this ice cream shop it was like an ice cream shop and general store mm-hmm. so we looked at all of the stuff mm-hmm. didn't buy anything except ice cream mm-hmm. but there was a lot of cute things mm-hmm. it had a little bit of an east coast city flair i think so yeah with a little live laugh love happening too a little bit mm-hmm, a mm-hmm, little bit mm-hmm. so we get in line to get ice cream and behind the counter there are these younger folks in their 20s and 30s and i definitely feel like i just you know aged into my grave by saying that <laughs> but um they were there were clearly two queer men in uh-huh. the mix yeah and we understand that queer isn't something that you can necessarily see but we detected the mutual softness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kindred softness. the kindred softness mm-hmm. if you will so we got our ice cream and went back outside to eat and we're still masking at this point in 2021 when we were on this trip so this was sort of like okay we can be outside and like eat this ice cream the both of us were like those gays are trying to queer here (laughs) (laughs) wait that sounds almost like a um hold on i have to get into the can i do it (laughs) mine is not as good as everybody else's Mm -hmm. hold on um these gays it makes they're trying to queer here it makes me want a hot dog real bad (laughs) those gays they're trying to queer here. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's mm-hmm. my Jennifer Coolidge. I think I'd everybody. really like to be a dolphin. Did you hear her say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, her speech was so inspiring. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, my neighbors, they talk to me now. Um, <laughs> what You know what was funny? Seth Meyers did a bit, and he was like, his Jennifer Coolidge sounds just like his Owen Wilson. Mm. And there's no difference. Mm. Anyway. So we thought, we spun we were, this narrative yeah. in our heads where we yeah. were like, oh, maybe they own this mm-hmm. little shop. Mm-hmm. And isn't it so cute that these queers own the shop? We come up with this entire story. This was mostly you. I just was along for the ride. <laughs> you were agreeing and nodding. Uh-huh. Along for the ride. So Stockholm we did syndrome. think they were store owners. So we go back in because I wanted to like look at the stuff more. And then we did make conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, so do you guys own this place? And they were like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I had they insulted were offended. them <laughs> yeah. I was like oh they were like oh no 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 we're actors in the show this is our day jobs and I was like oh so you're doing summer stock you work at the ice cream shop in between and they were like yeah that's that's how it goes mm-hmm. I was like oh I see where there is theater there are gays no absolutely so, um, apparently there is a play in Medora that happens and has happened for years it's the same thing happens all the time and they were in that show um, and they were like, yeah, we have a show tonight at seven o'clock or something. And I was like, oh, great. I really wanted to go. But um, I was commanded otherwise. Don't you dare. I was commanded Don't you otherwise. Ab- no, absolutely not. <laughs> that is 
horse malarkey. <laughs> is it horse malarkey? It absolutely is. Because you're like, oh, we have to drive back and then we have to like be tired and then we have to drive back a half hour and then see the show and then drive back another half hour. Um, From my recollection, I was down to do it and you were like, no. Yeah, that's And you were right. like, I am... Um, uh, actually, what was... No, the way it went was there was not even... Un- entertaining it was not even an option for you. Well, we were going to get up early the next just day sort of and we were, were like, dead. No. And um, and I respect that. I respect that. But um, You were like, we have to support our sisters. But in, that is what I said. Yeah. I was like, we have to support our sisters. <laughs> and you were like, we have to support ourselves, mm-hmm. which is not wrong. Which is why we went back and just had a beer and called it quits for the and day. called it quits for the day. And we didn't get to see our sisters play. God, I love Jennifer Coolidge. Wait, okay, before we Karen Stone scale this, favorite, favorite Jennifer Coolidge. Okay, ex- here's this sketch, everybody. I'm just saying it right now. There is plans to remake the movie Clue. It's been in the works for a long time. Ryan Reynolds is attached to produce that. And it would be so funny and wonderful if he did, mm-hmm. right? The only person who can play Mrs. Peacock is Jennifer Coolidge, <laughs> period. There is no one else. Don't hire anybody else. Don't make it if she's not available. Mm-hmm. Wait until she is available. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Coolidge is Mrs. Peacock Mm -hmm. the end period Mm -hmm. she's the only one who is as weird and loves how weird she is like Eileen Brennan did Mm -hmm. oh my god yes (laughs) (laughs) my husband um, I don't know the monologue so I'm just riffing now oh um, Um, what is it um, I'm an open book who I um, um, uh, I oh my aren't these beautiful plates (laughs) she's just like (laughs) word vomiting everywhere yeah I have have nothing to I'm an open book I have nothing to Mm -hmm. hide oh my god God. Oh my <laughs> God. What does she say that to? She says that too when he's like Mr. Green is like when he's like I'm a homosexual. I, I work for the State Department yeah. and I'm a homosexual. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, so let's Karen Stone scale mm-hmm. these hikes today. Great. So let's start with the Colvane Trail. I'd give this a little like a five. Yeah, I was gonna say four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's a it's a lovely trail, but it is not without its Elevation gain and loss. Yeah. Yeah. Little challenges here and there. Yeah. So nine out of 20 Karen mm-hmm. Stones. Boy court. I'd give this a three. Yeah. I don't think it's much. Um, a three seems pretty good for me too. Yeah. Because I mean, it is sort of the same elevation the whole way out. And then there is a little bit of like, you, do, you can get you to have a little loss and gain stuff. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the Painted Canyon Nature Trail. Uh, like a four. Yeah. I think also that's colored by our tired because it, it was is. pretty flat for most of it. The descent and the ascent were kind of like the only things where you had to kind of grunt. I think, you know, it's probably in a low, low range. These guys were all sort of like low range hikes because they were short, but nonetheless beautiful. That's right. And with that, let's end this episode with some Jeopardy style trivia. Why don't you get us started today, Mike? Okay. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> So I took the the name Boy Court because we threw it around in two episodes now. This Jeopardy is all about teen heartthrobs from the 90s and 2000s. Um, I if, am ready. I if was they born were, for this. if they were, um, you know, in the vein of there's some courtroom terms that are thrown into it, ah. like if they were guilty of crimes, oh, the crimes of stealing our hearts. That's right. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Right. Exactly. So for 100, this mm. 90s teen heartthrob was guilty of stealing the hearts of many as the middle son of stand-up comedian Tim Allen on Home Improvement. Who was JTT. That's right. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. For 200. Mm. This early 2000s heartthrob aged into his dashing good looks the older he got. Once he ditched the rest of his boy band, got rid of his jury curl, and when he burned that crime against humanity that was the denim suit he wore with his girlfriend Britney Spears. His then girlfriend. Y'all. All right, y'all with me, right? Okay, so who is JT? That's right. Justin Timberlake, Mm -hmm. not JTT. Mm -mm. For 300, this late 90s band was a trio of brothers whose long hair and lanky bodies slayed a generation of teenage girls. Who is Hanson? That's correct. I. You umbopped your way all the way here? I'm not going to lie. Hanson wasn't necessarily my, like, uh, my ice cream flavor, mm. but it was—it certainly did it for some people. It sure did. And I do have to say, their Christmas album was excellent. Mm. Yeah, snowed in. They've also aged well. 
Oh, they have, mm-hmm. certainly. Mm-hmm. For 400, this early 2000s heartthrob made waves in many films, but it wasn't until he married a slayer, at least one who took down Creatures of the Night on film, that he was locked down and has been ever since. Who is Freddie Prince Jr.? Correct. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I know what happens. I keep up with Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> and for 500. And he. Not has sour. aged well, yeah. my friends. And for 500. This late 90s, early 2000s heartthrob gave us an intimate view of his body, at least a modified version of it in his superhero outfit he used to neutralize the bad guys, first beside Val Kilmer and later George Clooney. Who is, um, he played Robin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my God, it's coming to me. Justin? Nope. Jason? No. Hold on. Um, Chris. Yes. Who is? I'm only thinking of Chris Kirkpatrick, who is from, from NSYNC. Mm-hmm. But it's, hold on, it's Chris. Oh my God. Everybody is everybody is saying it for me right now. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Um, Think of Rosie. The Riveter? No. O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh think of Rosie the Riveter <laughs> now we know who's gay, who's gay? now you. we know who's gay. queer <laughs> yep okay are you ready for my category yep. my category is coal vein trail rhyme time great so I've taken the phrase coal vein trail mm-hmm. every one of these right each one of them rhymes with those that phrase. got it got it got it so the first word rhymes with coal the second rhymes yeah. with vein the third rhymes with trail and i have an mole ex- pain hair and i have an <laughs> yeah. example a bucket used for carrying non-white bread that is full of seeds and other pieces may be called this a whole grain pail that is correct mm-hmm. okay that's the that mm-hmm. was the example okay so for 100 this is what you might be drinking if you were sipping on a beer in the capital of South Korea, made with the barley from Barcelona. What is a soul grain ale? Capital of Barcelona. Barcelona is in oh. what country? Oh, a soul Spain ale? Correct. Okay. For 200, mm-hmm. this is what you might have done if you acted like Did a you thief. you say capital of Barcelona? No, I said capital of South Korea. Seoul, South oh. Korea. Okay. And then I said... What Barcelona is the capital of what country? It's not Barcelona. It's Madrid. Oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Trivia blind spot. (laughs) Trivia blind Um, spot. I don't think we can just whatever that. Um, Addendum. (laughs) Madrid (laughs) is the capital of Spain. Okay, great. (laughs) This is what you might have done if you acted like a thief and took the largest piece of fabric from a boat that would have been used to propel it forward. I know it's stole sale, but I'm struggling with the middle. Largest. The largest sale? The largest. <sighs> There's a term for it. Stole crane sale. What is stole main sale? Oh, okay. The main sale. Great. It. Okay. I, I'm not a sailor. Great. Trivial blind mm-hmm. spot. Okay, for 300. If you were dancing down the center of two lines of people and you fell on your face in front of everyone, it might be called a this. God. Well, what do you call like the line when you're like dancing through the center of like two lines that are facing each other and every and people take turns dancing down oh, the I center? I don't know what that's called. I it was also the name of that. a TV show where they had music playing and like Oh, a soul a soul train fail. Correct. Yeah, okay. There you go. I didn't realize that that's what that was called. I've a never soul heard train that. line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For 400 this is a spam letter that you might get from a fantastical c- creature, and it might start with, Who's trip trapping on my bridge? A troll something mail. Spam, spam in the mail. What, what are those old things people used to get? A, a troll chain mail. That's right. There, there you go. Those old things people used to get. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Can we talk about chain mail. Who's trip trapping on my bridge? That quite a leap one has to make in order to get the answer, but it's like you got to know that comes from Three Billy Goats Gruff, and you have to know that that's 
has a character of a troll who says that line mm. in it. Thank you for your clue writing. Who lives Hard. under the bridge. Mm-hmm. I am the troll that lives under the bridge. Most well, of the time. you've admitted it. It's the first step to knowing <laughs> you have a problem. <laughs> and for 500, this is what you might call a loud cry from a subterranean animal when it precipitates when it precipitates outside. I got it. Subterranean animal. A mole rain whale. That's it. Mm -hmm. There we go. There you go. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the National That's Gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram on our website and in the gaze shop is by me michael ryan all original music was written and performed by dave seaman and mariella klinger with sean Sklios on guitar our music producer is skylar fortgang this episode was edited by me dustin ballard we would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the lenape people also known as ocean county new jersey